Hey, check. Gus is an audio engineer. I've been known to shoot some trouble in my day. Um, <laughs> welcome back. It's a new season, although this is the second episode of the new season because the first one was our RTX episode. Oh, right. So um, we are recording this a little bit earlier than what we typically would because this isn't going to come out for probably two weeks instead yeah. of one week yeah. because one of us has to go out of town. Um, uh, that's me. I'm one of us. Uh-huh. And, uh, what, but, if Je- what if Jeff was one of us? <laughs> but it's well-earned. Jeff hasn't been out of town in a while. So um, <laughs> I know how much he wants to get away. He's just been cooped up in that house, um, so eager to leave. So we are recording a little bit early, um, and we're not—we don't have our dials set to zero. No, that's the, that's like the worst setting. Dials for... are all set to about five, between five and six. Okay, that's good. Um, last episode was the RTX episode. Yeah, yeah. We had questions from Thrash Bandicoot, from Noah, <laughs> from Michael's Game Lab, from Corn Flopper. Um, a lot of different stuff. A really fun episode at RTX. It's, it's always. It's so different to do it in front of uh, an audience. Normally, the audience we have here is people get walking by giving us like weird sideways glances. They're trying to figure out what we're doing. Uh, the guy who went into the shish kebab place, I thought he was going to come over here and <laughs> and uh, start asking us what we were doing. Me too. Uh, well, we're here. We're back. A new, a new season, new episode. Still hasn't really happened in all these episodes. We had a guy try to sell us weed. Oh, wait, that got cut out from the episode, right? Oh, did they cut that out? I don't remember. I think that got cut from the <laughs> final episode. We did have a guy try to sell us weed once. That's right. Yeah. But it's funny because the the first, when you and I did, I don't know if it was the first or the second test we did forever ago. Second, second test, we had a homeless guy yelling at us like immediately. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's this is going to be a wild podcast because we're just going to get tons of fucking passerby uh, participation. Nothing. Has not been the case. No. no. Maybe Eric is the equalizer. They see, People are see scared him. of him. They go, this is a professional. Yeah. Better not disturb them. I think podcast is old hat at this point. I agree. Um, where... When you guys did tests, maybe it was the first time coming out of quarantine and then mm. uh, podcast new and fun. Podcast now old. <laughs> there are more than four million podcasts in the world. Yeah, and only like 10% of them make it to like episode 10. You know I, I don't know if it's even that high. Yeah, I think it's, it's a lower it's, number. It's a lot lower. And only the ones we're associated with are any good. <laughs> and that's only like, what, five or six? <laughs> that's max? Maybe. If that. Maybe. How many podcasts you got? Uh, it's slimmed down lately. I think I'm down to two right now. Yeah, you got but two. It's, it's going to bump back up. Three, um, I guess. We're at, we got coffee from Fat Cat's Coffee, which is like at Lamar and Airport. Never even heard of this place. Really? I've been no. here. I've been here a couple times. Um, it's like, it's an interesting place because it's like there's a, an apartment, a huge apartment complex and like a little strip mall, I guess, that's built to support it. Yeah. And Fat Cat's is in that. And I feel like this is all here only because of the train station. Uh, I think right they here. built it for the train station, and they built that little, like, I want to call it like a mini Mueller behind it. Yeah. Oh, that's where the, the locked street is. I was going to tell you, yeah. I was going to oh, tell you guys, that was going to be my big reveal, was that we are within driving, very, we could, we're within walking distance, but we'll drive to it because wow. we're old, uh, to the little RIP closed seat sign, uh, close, close street sign, yeah. yeah, right down there. Yeah, it's right, this right is, back behind This us. is that neighborhood. It's a weird little, it's a weird place. Not like weird, good, not weird, bad. I don't know. But if you ever drive, I ride my bike around here a lot. Uh-huh. It's just like, it just doesn't feel like you're in Austin when you're riding around it. No, no, not at all. It's a not it, a bad way necessarily. Just different. It's a different great. Vibe. It's a great location. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, like I remember when they started building out this subdivision and putting all the houses here. I was like, man, it's about time. Like there was nothing here, and it's like such a prime location mm-hmm. for uh, for a neighborhood and for houses. And that's been that's been probably what ten. Years? Yeah, it's been here at least ten years. Something like that. 
But uh, the um, I would the only reason I know this place exists is I would every now and then when I would go to South by since parking is so bad downtown I would sometimes park my car here and just take the train oh really from here to go mm. downtown yeah smart and then just come back up here mm. there's uh, like a beer place over here too right or brewery or something oh the Black Star Co-op is okay, at, at the end go. right over yeah. here and there's a daiquiris to go place right over here which I've never what? oh shit understood has that always been there like what, you can just like what's there not to get it's just gotta be closed you want a daiquiri but you don't want to be there check it out Get but a daiquiri to go. Is, is it like, hey, you want to drink and drive? Stop by here first. Is it that kind of place? Yeah, and? Okay. I think they probably tell you not to drive and drink. They probably keep the the, the paper on the straw yeah. to stop you from doing that. Yeah, right? that's, like, probably, that'll, that'll, that's probably enough. It's a foolproof method to stop you from uh, from doing that. Hey, um, I saw, we're going to get a little inside baseball here. I saw a a rumor, I don't know, it's unsubstantiated, I haven't seen it um, reported anywhere else, that a, uh, a local like TV weather person was du- was arrested for DUI a couple days ago. That's not a rumor, it was in the news. Was it, is it true? Okay, yeah. I hadn't seen it Jim like Spencer. officially reported Jim anywhere. Jim Spencer got a DUI, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like super beloved local weatherman. Incredibly beloved. Really? Dog was like a little local celebrity, named his dog Caxan <laughs> after KXAN. KXAN was the station, yeah. Uh... Just the greatest dude, yeah. Yeah, like I, like the Austin subreddit, which is notoriously very uh, snarky and uh, kind of mean. It's notoriously very loves Austin. <laughs> loves, loves Jim Spencer. Dude, everybody loves he, Jim Spencer. He like went into semi-retirement, so he's not really on the on TV as much as he used to be. Uh, and then, but that's always the joke. It's like when there's severe weather, they pull him out of retirement, and yeah. put him back in front of camera uh, to like make sure everyone knows what's going on and make sure everyone feels safe about uh, about what's happening. <laughs> But yeah, so I guess uh, I guess it really happened. Like I saw it on some like website I'd never heard of. It didn't seem very reputable. Uh, oh really? Yeah, I didn't. yeah, I think it's true. Um, his uh, his partner or husband—I'm not sure if they're married—but his partner is uh, the person that owns Mud Puppies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, where my where my Mud Puppies is like a dog groomer and boarder. So like whenever we would go out of town, we would take Henry and Arrow to Mud Puppies. They've got like four locations. Oh wow! Yeah, three, four. I don't know. Great. If you ever, by the way, just free advertisement for Mud Puppies. Okay. If you're in Austin and you ever need dog grooming or you need to go out of town and you need somebody to board your dog, you cannot find a better than those guys. They're the best. With, with three or four locations all around town. One's yeah, they got one up on Palmer. They got one on Riverside over by where Emos is. It's actually connected to Emos, which I always think, like, how do the what? animals. Yeah, they must I love guess that. they fucking love heavy metal. What? Yo, goblin cock's coming down. I better drop my dog off. <laughs> my dog's been begging to go for months. I'm not buying tickets. I'm dropping my dog off. Mm. I like goblin cock. <laughs> um, so we're back with a new season. We're back in, I'd say, an area we haven't really been in a ton. But it's an area that... I'm familiar with because Barrett's Coffee is right over here. Yeah, I can practically almost, see it from here. We almost went to today, but we're recording on a different day, and Fat Cats is usually closed on the day we record, so we want to come to Fat Cats. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on the whole parking lot and situation where Kura is and all this stuff, all the 85 below bakery, all that stuff or whatever? Any thoughts on that whole? Yeah, what do they call that? They call that, uh, is that called Crestview Commons? Is that the name Something of the like shopping that, center? Yeah. yeah. It was like, that's a that's also a weird place because that shopping center has been there for forever. Yeah, and it was for a long time. It was like an empty, dead shopping center. Yeah, it was dilapidated. I think there was like 
a Korean grocery store there, and I think that was about it. And I don't know what happened. It was a new ownership, or they tried to attract new clientele, but they built a, a 99 Ranch there, which is like a, a Chinese grocery store. And then that whole shopping center has taken off. It's exploded. Uh, easily the worst parking lot in the city of Austin. <laughs> because the rows are all really narrow, uh-huh. but they're not one way. Like, yeah. the, you can, it's angled parking, but when you go in, it can, you can approach it from either side. They need to repaint that entire parking lot to fix it. And it's full of, like like Gus said, a grocery store like that. There's a Kinokunia bookstore. The bookstore's fucking awesome. There's like a little Ikea-type store. Do you know that store I'm talking about? No. Not Ikea, but it's like a little, like... Daiso? Is that what it's called? Oh, like that, yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. That, And then like a thousand restaurants. Yep. So there's just so much turn and burn traffic going through there. What's funny is there's a there was for a long time a little Mexican restaurant in the parking lot. Uh, I don't know if you recognized oh, they, it. They just tore it down. Right, and uh, like it was there forever. Yep. And I'd never been there. And the other day I was like, man, that place must be really good if it's still there. And like you know, despite all this change going uh-huh. on, I was like, I'm gonna go there. And I went, and the walls are gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> what just, was the place called? Do you remember? Uh, uh, I don't remember. Jalisco something. I yeah. want to say. Um, I just noticed it when we were driving here. I could. It's the first time I've seen that they tore it down. Yeah. I hope it's more parking spaces, and also they repaint the entire parking lot while they're tearing that part down. Yeah. Um. What a what a tough place to park. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. Um, but it's just a testament to how popular that shopping center is and how popular yep. all of the stores there are. It's always crowded. When Daiso opened, there would be a line to get in the store, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy to me. It's like a like a glorified convenience store. Yep. Yep. It is such a such a glow up of such a previously unremarkable place. Yeah, you know they've really done an awesome job with it. It's designed well. I mean, except for flow yeah. uh aesthetically it's designed well the stores are all great it's where soup leaf is which i go to all the time that's like my current hot pot looking obsession. at looking at all the places they have bbq chicken i've been there it's very good it's good uh Sazen ramen that place is also really good they do a python ramen mm-hmm. uh which is awesome snowball rice ball mm. um bun belly bun belly mm. used to be further down here yeah, they, they moved over here uh soup leaf kura revolving sushi a oh, place yeah. called Fruit Delicious. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, you had me at fruit. I think it might be inside the Ranch Ninety Nine. Uh, I'm sorry, Ninety Nine Ranch. ranch. Yeah. It, that is Ranch Ninety Nine is a holdover from a long time ago for me. Uh, that Eighty Five C Bakery, Milk and Tea, Bubble Tea, KBBQ place over there, and then yeah, the there's the hot dog place. Yep. Oh, oh the OK oh, Dog, te- Texas OK Dog. You know who loved that place before he moved to Japan was Cole. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He thought that was so cool. He's like, it's a hot dog, but also you get one with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very, that's a very cool all, thing. They roll around in French fries. And I'm like, you're a maniac. But uh, it's, so I guess the thing that I was driving at is, is that something you ever, like, in Austin, that kind of shopping center, in that spot, anything you would have expected, anticipated anything like that years and years and years ago? Like, what a hot spot little corner in the middle of no, like, really in, like, a desert of other stuff for a while. This on Lamar an airport it's not like there's anything really going on yeah i think that's all um you know built out or renovated as a response to you know where we're sitting right now this apartment complex and all of this mm-hmm. stuff popping up i think this especially with the rail right here lamar and airport like this has become a very important intersection a very central intersection a lot of people pop, pass through mm-hmm. and i think i think it was inevitable uh to see something grow there i'm happy to see that mm-hmm. i feel like um there's a lot of like I, before I moved to Austin, when I went to uh, college, I lived in Houston, 
and there was a big uh, like big Asian population, lots of like different types of Asian food you get 24 hours a day. That was awesome. And when I moved to Austin, I felt like that was like a big gap. Yeah, you had to drive all the way up north to that. Uh, what is it on? The Chinatown, Chinatown yeah. Center. Yeah, yeah, Chinatown Center. Um, and yeah, so it's it's it's. I feel like it's been a long time coming. Even where we're sitting now, there's a, a bamboo house right next, right behind us, which is a, a, a restaurant that has a couple of locations in Houston, and they just opened up this one. And when they opened this one, it was, it was fucking crazy. I came here. Oh really? I came here, I think a month and a half or two months after they opened, because I heard they have really good Peking duck, uh-huh. but I also heard it was really popular. So I like they I came on a Saturday, and I think they opened at eleven, and I thought I got to go there early, to um, to try to get a duck and try to you know try to see what this place is about. So my wife and I showed up at like 10.55. There was a line. They opened the doors. We were the last people to get a table. Like the, the couple behind us, what? like we sat down and they turned to the couple behind us and said, okay, it's a one hour wait to get a table. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah, and then we sat down and we ordered the duck, the Peking duck, and they're like, all right, it'll be 45 minutes before it comes out. Uh, oh. It's not like that anymore. Like there, it's, sure. it's, it's calmed down. So you can actually show up at a regular time and, you know, eat and not worry about that. But it's a... Uh, that just goes to show, like, how underserved that kind of uh, cuisine and that kind of... Uh, uh, that there's, a, there's a big appetite. <laughs> no pun intended. There's a big appetite for, <laughs> for that. And Austin's traditionally underserved uh, that quite a bit. So, what, yes, I'm happy to see all of What do you think are traditionally, in your opinion, just in your time here, the most underserved culinary uh, avenues in Austin? It was definitely Chinese food. I would say Chinese and Italian. We had it's no good Italian options for a long time. It's 100% Italian. There, there's what Italian food is there? Yeah, we used to we used to eat at Vinny's, but that place closed <laughs> over 20 years ago. You can go to what's it called, Uncle Nicky's. Vinny's the, was owned by Emily's best friend. Really? Yeah, her parents. What? Yeah, they owned El Mercado and Vinny's. Now what they the just hell? own El Mercado. Wow. Yeah. So there, like, there's not. Why is there not a lot of Italian food in Austin? But you go to San Antonio. And there's quite a bit. It's, What's with that? It's gotten better. We've got, like, Juliet. Mm-hmm. We've got Inoteca. We used to have a place called Treehouse Grill that wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that over on South Congress? The inside was the inside was painted up like a, like a Italian villa facade, and there were, like, houses all yeah, around you with where trees. where was that? I, I remember that place. I can't it's remember It's over by the Excite Building, kind of, where that was. Okay. South, yeah, yeah. Just south another block and yeah. kind of behind a car dealership or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a place called Mezzal. I actually we had a place called Mezzaluna that I went to with you and your mom. Dude, I forgot uh, about Mezzaluna. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and that closed down in the '90s, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't. We just got uh, Mandolas is okay. It's no, fine. no, it's no, fine. it's not. It's it, terrible. It, it is the most. It's 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 Olive Garden. My it is my my. I'd wife, say it's one step up from Olive Garden. My wife likes it, but she's like. She's like, I just need something that mm-hmm. is going to fit the niche of the words Italian food. It is the color that I need it to be and the texture that I need it to be. I It doesn't taste like anything. And, uh, it's it, really a bummer. We've got Carabas. We've got Olive Garden. We've got Spaghetti <laughs> Warehouse. Spaghetti. We've got Macaroni <laughs> Grill. Actually, we don't have any of those places. Spaghetti what? Warehouse closed down years ago. Macaroni, Macaroni Grill, Grill, I think, is gone. Are they gone? Um, so Spaghetti Warehouse may be the funniest name for a restaurant. Yeah. Spaghetti <laughs> Warehouse. Insane. Uh, if, if you could name an Italian food place, what, what would you name it? Fazoli's. Fazoli's is fucking terrible. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> oh, Nathan <laughs> Zellner used to eat at Fazoli's all the time. Remember that? 
Yeah. Nick, Nick took his wife on a date to Vizzoli's when they Whoa. were dating. <laughs> why? They got, and they're still together? Still got married. I would always be like, Nathan, man, why are you... Go it's like the worst food on earth. Why are you going to Vizzoli's and you just smile at me? Yeah. <laughs> it's there. He was across the street. Um, I'd also say another underserved cuisine, shockingly, for where we are, is Mexican food. Yes. The Mexican food here yep. is awful. It's like all Tex-Mex. Uh, garbage. So you mean like interior Mexican food? Or anything that's not soaked anything in cheese. Anything not Tex-Mex? Okay. Uh -huh. um, yeah, for sure. What is your favorite Mexican restaurant in Austin? Man, I don't know if I have one. I'll, I'll tell you what, actually. Uh, Square Taste, really good. Okay. Uh, I like Square Taste. Square Taste, good. Uh, I talked about this a couple episodes ago. I named it an NFT. Cocina de Consuelo uh -huh. is really good over here. We're not too far from it. It's over on Burnett. Um, those places are solid. I'm uh, simple. I just like pull those. Oh, man. I went to Polos once. <laughs> they got the hottest enchiladas I've ever had in my life there. Didn't they, didn't, they get a, didn't they get yeah. arrested? Wasn't there like a big... Weren't they running like drugs out of that restaurant? Polos? No, I don't think so. They just opened up a third location. I, I'm I don't pretty sure they got raided like 15 years ago. I don't think so. For like, it was like a big drug sting. No, I don't All think right, so. I look real Google, fast. Google Polos drug sting. Hey, how about this? If they... Mm -hmm. That's a testament to Polos. If he's right... That's a testament to the food right there. They survived. That food was so good, it survived a drug sting. That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't. Uh, there's a Norteño, like, there's a place on, like, the way east side that does, like, chicken, like, pollo, like, so, so, so well. It was a food truck, and now has a brick and mortar. It's fucking awesome. And Pollo's Norteños, and it's hmm. really, really good. We'll check that you out. You go and you get a torta. Oh my god. Just it's so fucking big. You're like, there's no way I can eat the whole thing. It tastes so good you can't stop. <laughs> it wasn't Povos, it was Hovitas. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not simping for Hovitas yeah, here. Yeah, they uh <laughs> they they they, they, they <laughs> the, simping for Hovitas. <laughs> the owner uh, uh was the center of a heroin ring and was selling drugs in the Whoa! restaurant. Yeah. Is Hovitas still around? No, no. <laughs> food, food wasn't good enough, <laughs> no. see? A testament to Hovitas. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so that's my bad. Uh, I'll, I'll take it back. Polvos, I'm sorry. Your food just sucks. You don't do drugs uh, in your restaurant. They have a good. They have a good pepper bar. They I'll have a salsa bar. It's fucking yeah. amazing. That's, yeah, that's good. That's the best part of that restaurant. They have the best pickled vegetables there. Yeah, that's that's specifically what I remember. Man. Uh, but yeah, it's like uh, it's weird. Like you mentioned, San Antonio has good Italian food. San Antonio also has really good Mexican food. I feel like it's because of the tourism industry in San Antonio. Like the tourists who go are very like San Antonio's primarily. A tourist destination, mm -hmm. and they build a city up around that. And I think that the type of tourist that they attract is different than the type of tourist who comes to Austin. So they're looking for, like, Italian food or Mexican food. Um, also, there's a way bigger Mexican population in San Antonio than Austin. Uh, so I think that might also play into that one, at least. When do you, I was thinking about this the other day. When do you think... So cities have uh, moments, right? When they're in vogue, when they're the mm -hmm. it city, the it place... So Austin, I think, is coming out of that, maybe. Like, it was oh, in yeah. it from, like, 2008 to maybe 2010 to, like, 2021 or so. And yeah. now we're kind of on the other I, I, yeah. I Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel no. like we're on the other I side think you're of right. it. Uh, and I was thinking about San Diego. And I feel like San Diego, that must have been the 90s for San Diego, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot. San Antonio was the 80s, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like San Antonio is a very 80s. When Cloak and Dagger came out, right, it was, like, exactly. the peak of it. Yeah. Peak of, like, oh, mid-80s. By the way. If you've never seen Cloak and Dagger, uh -huh. one of Dabney Coleman's performance, 
so one good. of the best fucking movies ever made. So good. Love Cloak and Dagger. When those old people turn out to be the bad guys, I've never been more freaked out in my entire life. Yeah. That was the first time I thought, like, Spoiler. grandparent. I don't care. It came out 40 years people ago. People might not have. Our listeners probably haven't seen it. All right. Well, if you're listening to this Too now. Bad. At when you when you're watching the movie and the old people show up, it's different old people. You, you're, don't, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in years. Oh, it's great. Uh, a lot of Austin now reminds me of San Diego in the '90s, mm. where it's a it's tourism. No one's from here. Like I, we were uh, when I'm kind of out and about in Austin, and you meet someone, and they're like, "Oh, I'm a fan," or "Oh, do this, whatever," and you're like, "Where are you from?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm from Austin." That doesn't happen yeah. very much anymore. That was San Diego in the '90s. Growing up there, it was like, "Oh, where are you? Where, like, where are you from?" And it's like, oh, "I'm from San Diego," and it's like, "Oh, wow, really?" Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. There's yes, but now there's been so much time of that that this like a younger generation. Yeah. There's so many people from San Diego that will be Austin in 2030, 2030. I don't think it will. <laughs> really, you don't think so? No, because I don't think any of those people that have kids here stick around. Oh, I think I think a lot of people I'll, are sticking around. Like, I don't think people can afford to yeah, stay that, here. That's long what I was gonna say. I think a lot of people. Or way less people are having kids in Austin itself. Like yeah. they've gotten pushed out to the the suburbs. Oh, the suburbs will. That's Austin. They're gonna claim it. Yes. Like like if you just look at all the babies that were born at Rooster Teeth mm-hmm. in the last like Millie's not gonna end up in Austin. Mm-hmm. Bernie's kids aren't ending up in Austin. Mm-hmm. Matt's kids probably won't end up in Austin. Like I don't know. I don't know any. I just don't. I don't know. Not even the kids that Millie went to preschool with that we maintain friendships with, all leaving, all going, all the families are leaving. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the entire nucleus of like Millie's childhood scene is all graduating high school and dispersing. Not just to college, but like parents yeah. are leaving yeah. Austin too. Yeah, you know, it's like I. It's, I just don't know. I don't know who's sticking around to see that. Right. Interesting. Well, it's all us suckers who are left holding the bag now that Austin's not the it city anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now that we can't sell our houses. Yep. <laughs> Is that, like, that boom's done, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think once interest rates go back down, it, it goes back up again. Yeah. I, I think it rebooms, but it won't be like it was. No, no, definitely not. I mean, this is, what, the third time this has happened when you guys have been here, right? It's been, like, it's a, the dot-com boom, and then that was in, like, the late 90s. Whoa, the ice cubes are coffee. Oh, there are coffee ice cubes in there. This place, this fucking drink has coffee ice cubes. Wow. Uh, yeah, there was the dot com boom, the housing or the financial crash in two thousand eight, uh-huh. two thousand nine, and then and then this, this last one, one, right? I will say this one has seems to have been more extreme than the two thousand eight, two thousand nine financial crisis. Absolutely. That was a minor for Austin and specifically Austin real estate. That was like a minor blip. The dot com boom, I don't remember because I was I was here, but I was too young to buy a house. Got it. So yeah. like that didn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have any insight as to that. Uh, you talking about like ninety eight? No, yeah, between ninety eight and two thousand. Yeah, two thousand one maybe. You had, you bought a house at that time. I did, but I used a VA home loan. I was gonna say you had military discounts. Yeah, it's the only thing I got out of the army, other than you know, <laughs> a little bit of discipline <laughs> and a work ethic. That I got a I got a decent I home loan at the time. The way you salute the flag during the national anthem is really impressive. Like you really, I don't think I've ever seen you stand up straighter. I uh, I know it's funny at all, but I do have a uh, I do I am possessed of a tremendous amount of pride uh, for serving in the military and being an American. As shitty as things are right now, you still got I, I still fucking absolutely love being an American. Hey man, save it for Veterans Day. I'm not fucking I'm not fucking getting into this. Right are you now. Make, Did you see me? Did I salute or something at the game? 
Yeah, the national anthem started, and I was with Gavin, and he went, oh, uh, oh, okay. And I just kind of said, I forgot to take off my hat. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. You made your way to the stairs to find the flag to stand as rigid as a two-by-four and view it. And me and I just, me and Gavin just looking at each other going, okay. It's a Pavlovian it response. It really was It special. is Pavlovian. It's, it's not a conscious thing I do. It is like the third time, I think, third or fourth time I've seen you do that. Like going to like a game or something. And going like, I don't, if I smoked, that's when I would like, during the national anthem is when I would go have a cigarette. Mm. Uh, it, it's just been so many times of mm -hmm. seeing this thing. And it doesn't grab me the way it's supposed to, and it just makes me kind of go, uh. But then watching Jeff, I go, this is really meaningful to some people. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like it grabs me more the older I get. I can like, understand that. I, yeah. I'm, I, I don't specifically remember the moment, but I, I bet you there's like an 85% chance that if you had uh, come up, to, weren't behind me, but if you'd come up to me, I yeah. probably would have had tears in my eyes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I tear up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I just start to think about. Well, the totality of my time in the military, uh -huh. but also every single person that I met in uh -huh. the military and how just like how wonderful the human engine that runs the United States military is. Uh -huh. um, a, a, a flawed, of course, but like, I don't know. There's something about so many people rowing a boat in the same direction for something that uh -huh. just, I just, I don't know. You could feel it. I do. People, people online at home revving up their fingers. I have something to say about <laughs> the military. Take this, Jeff. That's like, fine. Like, yeah. Who? Hey, honestly, if you're about to type something up, fucking save it. I fucking <laughs> look. <laughs> Wise <laughs> words from Eric Bedour. America is a deeply flawed country, and the United States military is a deeply flawed uh, machine of war, but and defense, but. Uh, it's still okay to love it. It's still okay to be proud of where you're from. Yeah, and just, it's still it's, okay it's, to be proud of what you did. It's just how you love and you're proud of Kevin Spacey still to this day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you gotta stop telling us that, man. You you're, have to you're, stop. You really, you really need to calm it down, stop. dude. They're not doing more seasons. Relax. <laughs> Why Kevin Spacey? <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> I feel like it was someone who was very much rejected and who's trying to make his way <laughs> oh, back oh, he's yeah. like trying you know, hard to make yeah, his way yeah, back yeah, yeah. yeah i feel like he was also a very beloved actor for people of a many generation and then all of this stuff came out and it was like oh man this is bad and then he started making youtube videos of like in character mm -hmm. and it's like oh this is insane yeah. this is like delusion insane it's like yeah i don't know it's weird he Kevin Spacey's confusing because he played. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Yeah, Kevin almost every confused. almost every movie I've seen with Kevin Spacey in it, where he plays a good character, uh -huh. he's a kind of a prick. Yes, all of and them. so he. It doesn't surprise me that he's a prick in real life, right? Well, like K Pax, huge prick. <laughs> I never saw K Pax. I hate that movie. I've never saw it. I, I never saw hate it. Hate that. I remember watching it. Rent my mom renting it when I was a kid. Watching it at home and going. This fucking sucks. And then in high school, watching it on some like substitute teacher day, it's like we're gonna watch K-Pax, and I just went, no. <laughs> and we watched. I hated it. When, I hated when it. When I was in second or third grade, I don't remember why, but it was like one of those half days uh -huh. where it's like you don't really do much at school, and so like they put us all into one classroom, and they they played a movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, the movie they picked was uh, some shitty '80s movie called The Heavenly Kid. I don't know if you've ever heard of it no. or if you've ever seen it. I've seen it. You've seen it? So yeah. you know where you might know where this is going. 
uh, they they put it, I don't remember what the movie was about specifically. It's about like some high school kid who dies and comes back as a like an angel to help other people mm. out or something. Something very very Disney esque. Yeah, something dumb like that. However, there is a scene in that movie where like a bunch of the teenagers like sit around and start smoking pot. And they start like floating in the air, and the teachers like had to scramble to find poster board to like cover up the screen from all like really yeah. To, oh, like, that's all funny. of like the second and third graders learning about smoking pot and like being cool. <laughs> being cool. <laughs> it's a it's a really weird scene in that movie. I, I remember that. So I remember that, and I remember watching Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade, yeah. and the teacher getting the wrong version. Oh, uh, <laughs> the nudie the nudie version yeah. from the sixties. We watched it too. We did also, and my teacher before it started was like, "Look, yeah, I'm gonna trust you all to be adults. We're fourteen. I'm gonna trust you all to be adults about this. Yep. And when this happens, I don't want to hear it. I don't want no snickering. And then it happens, and it was." Everyone going, oh, 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 dude. Oh, my God. Do you see that the the dude the dude that played Romeo and the lady that played Juliet, uh, they sued the movie yeah. studio recently. Yeah. And I, it just what? got dismissed. Really? For exploitation, I think, because they were underage. Yeah. I they think, were like 16 when yeah, they I shot that. Yeah, she was underage. And you know, they were told that uh, like it wasn't going to be released. Like, it was right. going to cut around. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, it was released like that anyway. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, really, really a fucked up story. Like, now that I'm an adult and yeah. I hear all this, like, oh, shit, I didn't, you know. The whole you're like a 14-year-old and you watch it, you're just like, oh, my God, boobs, that's all you can think. The whole thing got dismissed, I think, though. Oh, really? It's a similar, I was just, I've, I've just been recently listening to, uh, you know, I listened to a different podcast than this one sometimes. How dare you? I know, I know. Uh, and they were talking about, um, Sharon, it's, it's, a lot of it's about, like, eroticism in the 90s. And they were talking about Sharon Stone's uh, oh, yeah. Basic Instinct yeah. scene. And uh, I guess I didn't know this, but she had no idea. What? She had no idea they were showing her crotch. What? Yeah. And then she, like, towed the party line when it came out and kind of felt like she had to uh, to support the movie. But, like, years later in her autobiography, she was like, yeah, they totally, f totally fucked her over wow. on that. Wow. Just completely. Oh, they told her it was going to be darkened or that it wasn't visible Whoa. and all this stuff. They, they fed her a bunch of lies. And uh, supposedly, according to her, you know, but I, I don't know, have any reason not I mean, to believe you've, her. You've been on sets where, like, you, when you're, you know, because people may, may be like, that's bullshit. She knew what she was doing. You've been on sets I don't where, think she, I, I, where it, you don't know what the camera's looking absolutely. at. Absolutely. You, you don't have know no idea. What, you don't know what's in frame. You, have to, you trust whoever's behind the camera and be like, yeah, we're looking at this or this is how it's going to And by the way, across. these are people that you've known for a month, maybe, at yeah. this point in your life. Like, how do you, tr like, how do you really trust them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. That's, that's cool. crazy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices. The path forward isn't always clear. Uh, life doesn't come with an instruction book. I know we've all been there, whether it's personal life or work. Uh, sometimes you you know you're faced with a couple of options, and it's not necessarily you know crystal clear which is uh, the best of them. Uh, so whether you're dealing with re uh, decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want uh, while you navigate life, so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice, uh, the easier it gets. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Uh, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, uh, get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. You know, just kind of uh, someone to help you navigate these decisions and learn uh, how, to, how to make them. Uh, let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Anma today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Anma. 
What's the first Kevin Spacey movie you think of when you think of Kevin Spacey? I think it's probably uh, American Beauty. Mm. For me, it's Swimming with Sharks. That movie really stuck with me when I was mm. younger for some reason. And that might be the movie where he's the biggest dickhead. <laughs> uh, of course, I'd be remiss not to, of course, mention uh, in, in a quick second place might be uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. Mm. Just because that, it's not even his scene, really. It's the Alec Baldwin scene at the beginning. He's there, but, you know, Kevin Spacey's there. Like, it's just so iconic. Yep. That is such an iconic scene. One of the best scenes in the history of film. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about coffee is for closers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. ABC. Yeah. Fuck that, uh, you. That's, uh, fuck Alec you. Baldwin. That's my name. Baldwin. <laughs> fuck you. That's my name. Baldwin's had a few controversies lately too. Uh, yeah. Not even. It's not even like lately. It's just yeah, it's been over. It's been career. his whole career. I, and I didn't know that until like the mid 2000s. I didn't know that he was like a guy plagued with. He was a fucking paparazzi puncher. I, I had no, yeah. Just no concept of it. I had no idea. And then I also didn't realize that he was in Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. Was the yeah. Same guy who's in 30 Rock, because if you put them next to each other, um, they're not the same person. Yeah, physically different human like beings. You, you, Both a, gorgeous human beings, but look totally different. There's a transition from Beetlejuice Alec Baldwin to Hunt for Red October Baldwin to yes. like 30 Rock Alec yeah. Baldwin. Yep. Um, I think I gotta say, Alec Baldwin might be one of the most attractive men I've ever seen. From, just like through the course of his career, as he's mm -hmm. aged, he just continues to age well. That dog's not happy. There's too many fat cats around here. God, I watched I watched this Alec Baldwin movie recently called Miami Blues, I want to say it was called. And he's got to be, it must have been the 80s, and he's got to be like 28 in it, and he's just shirtless the whole time. And he plays like a con artist, like, uh, who ends up, it goes very badly for him. But man, that dude, you just like, I just stared at him the whole fucking movie going, I... Well, there's there's a reason he's in front of the camera. Yeah, right? I'd say it, he's yeah. Um, the dude pops. He's a movie star. I think Tom Cruise is the last movie. Great star. movie star. I think. Uh, it, it, I thought it was going to be George Clooney, and then George Clooney stopped being in stuff, and yeah. now it's Tom Cruise. I'm, how about how about the fact that that dude, who by the way I don't think any of us probably would like on a personal level, uh -huh. is single handedly saving Hollywood or keeping it afloat? It feels yeah, like. I, uh, I saw a tweet where somebody said, he's gonna. Save the movie industry. I don't know how, but he's gonna jump out a plane to do it. Yeah. Or he's climb go to a cliff. Yeah. Like he's gonna, gonna fucking be like, here, here's Tom Cruise jumping from the International Space Station back to Earth. I think if Tom Cruise died doing a stunt, it would be the happiest he's ever been. It'd be like it'd be like if you're a musician and you die on stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like that's it. That's what I wanted. Um, as long but, as he completed the stunt before he yep, died. Yeah. You, you oh, you'd love it. You, you know, we're talking about like Kevin Spacey, Alec Baldwin, like potentially problematic people who, you know, go away. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of them come back, some of them don't. Uh, I've been re-watching the Mission Impossible series, all the movies from one through uh, six before uh -huh. I watched Dead Reckoning, which I ha it's out now. I haven't seen it yet. Same. Uh, um, I, saw, I saw it. It was good? You, you let me know what you think. I saw your tweet about it. I have it. complicated feelings about Mission Impossible well, movies. So uh, last night I actually re-watched three. It's mm -hmm. the best one. Which I think is the best one. Mm -hmm. But it's the one that did the worst at the box office. It also, I was just reading a rankings, like a popular rankings online of best to worst, yeah. and they listed as the second worst movie. No way. And, a bunch no. Of, and all people in the comments were agreeing, and I'm like, am I fucking crazy? No. No, 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 or was no. that the best that by movie far? Is so good. I have been waiting for another Mission yeah. Impossible to be half I as good as three. I think Fallout was oh, excellent, I think Fallout but was good. Fallout needed 
uh, Rogue Nation in order to yeah. really yes. work yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's why standalone, I think three is the best. And three it's has so much personality. It's, in it. And I think it's because like around that time is when we got like peak crazy Tom Cruise. Yes. When people were like, "Ooh, is this going to be? Are we still going to let him be a thing?" Yeah. You know, like all the right, right. You know, jumping on the couch and like all the Scientology stuff. And I think he very smartly shied away from the public eye after mm -hmm. that and yep. kept his mouth shut. Uh, which is what allows him now for people to say, like, yes. Tom Cruise is going to save Hollywood. This is why he's the last movie star. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a Twitter where he posts this stuff. He has TomCruise.com if you want your Tom news from Tom Cruise. Like, that's it. And he films a thing at the beginning of the movie with the director, like the writer-director, who I didn't know writes, like, everything he does now. Uh, the guy who directed this newest uh, Mission Impossible... He just he writes and directs like everything that Tom Cruise does, mm. and it's just them going, "Hi, we made this movie. Thank you for coming and watching this movie. We love you. We love you. Yeah. We love you. We love you." And then the movie starts. Um, His I, I, I rewatched two the other day, which is that's easily the worst one. It's not uh, great. It's like I remember not liking it, and I rewatched it for probably the first time in twenty years a couple days ago. I was like, "It's which worse than I remember?" We saw it in the theater together. We did. Yeah. That's the last time I saw it. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize at the time that. Tom Cruise's cousin is in it. The actor who plays Ethan Rom in Lost. Uh, he's one oh. Of, oh, that's right. He's one of the the agents on the plane at the beginning of the movie, and he's like sprinkled in throughout the movie. You see him. He's the he's like the tall guy. He looks like Tom Cruise if they stretched him from his mm. height to like six three. Yeah, that's, they, that's him. They just look like they grab and him they by the top of the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just he looks. They have like the same kind of like hair. Mm. They have like that whoosh, hair. Yeah, it's really something. Let me know what you think of Dead Reckoning. I'm really curious about yeah. what you think. Uh, my wife pointed out, <laughs> I left and I was bummed because I didn't really love it. Mm. And my wife went, I went in with no expectations because I don't remember what happened in any of these movies. And I've seen, I think, all of them. <laughs> and I went, that was a pretty good way yeah. to live. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> it's funny because it's been so long that one was so quaint. Yeah. It was like watching... Ugh. A movie. I don't. I felt like I was watching a movie out of the '60s or something yeah. out of the '70s. I was like, it's like, oh man, this is so dated and like. Well, it's it feels so like one feels so akin to Mission Impossible, mm -hmm. the yeah. TV show, yeah. right? It does. It really feels like a spiritual successor to it, and then it's a little cartoonish and and a little hokey. The masks are so bad. The masks oh, yeah. are so bad. It's real kitschy, and then they really. They took it in a in a much more serious action way yeah. from two on, I guess. Yeah. He's like a sexless James Bond. It's really interesting. Yeah, and then yeah. they oversex him in two. Like two is like, come on, yeah, come on. We and, don't, we don't need all. And this. then after that, to make up for the next five, he doesn't kiss a woman once. It's pretty thrilling. He <laughs> he side hugs someone, and that's it. He gets married in three. They he, they, they, have, they have a an implied sex scene in a closet at the hospital. Implied. There are three three scenes in three that make it the, by far the best Mission Impossible movie. There's the scene where he and Ving Rhames are meeting in the Vatican, yep. and he opens up the, the hatch, and he goes, what's up with you? And Ving Rhames goes, nothing. nothing. What's up <laughs> with you? That's such a funny moment of like brevity. Yeah. And then there's the scene, which I still think about. I thought it was so clever of Abrams to do this. When they have to go into that, is it the Burj Khalifa or whatever that big building? Oh, it's, have a, to, it's in Shanghai. It's in Shanghai. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and he's they're like going over the plan, and you don't know what's in there. You don't know what's going to happen. You just know he goes in, and then it cuts to him screaming, I'm not going to make the extraction. I'm not. And yeah. you, to this day, have no idea what went on I in that I love that they building. don't show what happened in you there. You don't show. You just have to see him jump out the window. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. I spent so much time after that movie just like in my head imagining him yeah. fucking going through gunfights and stuff in there. And then at the end, when he's like, 
after he's done all the running and stuff and he's talking to his love interest and he's like, if you don't kill me right now, I'm going to die. Yeah. That is that, such that, a cool scene. such a great line. It's such a, like, they, they set that up so well throughout the entire movie and it's so good. What a payoff. Ving Rhames is in, I mean, it's everyone's in the new one, but Ving Rhames is in it and you don't see him stand or walk or move. It's <laughs> thrilling. I just looked it up. He's like 64, I think. Mm, and wow. um, I thought he was older. Uh they really show him sitting the well, whole he's, time. He's like the computer guy. He's the hacker. He, he is. Yeah, but. But there are scenes where he's like handing someone something and no, he's not. It's, you know what? Uh, I, it's, he's it's, green, it's, real Steven Seagal. It, it's, it's somebody else's hand walking over and handing people stuff. I'll give you another example of that. And if you go, you may have never noticed that, but if you go back and watch it now, it will freak you out. Mm -hmm. Watch Dumb and Dumber. Mm -hmm. Terry Garr's character, I don't know if you know who, you remember Terry Garr, yeah, of course. a huge actress in the 80s, had the flirtation with David Letterman all the time. I had a huge crush on Terry Garr when I was a kid. She doesn't stand or walk or move in that entire film. What? And it's odd. Once you key into it and you watch her, I don't know if she was having mobility issues or whatever, but they frame and shoot that entire movie around her having to move. It's wow. really interesting. I mean, she's not in it a lot. No. She's just in all, like, the Tahoe scenes or yeah. whatever. But, uh, but yeah, it's really... I noticed it because I loved her so much, and then I got to see her on screen when that movie came out. I thought, oh, fuck, I get Terry Garr. I love it. I love Terry Garr. Great to see her working. And, uh, and then I was like, why is she... She's not moving. Something going on oh, there. Crazy. Yeah. There was a, there's a, a great show on Netflix that I, I like. I don't know if you've watched it. Uh, called Dead to Me. It's got uh, Christina Applegate. I think it was only, like, three seasons. Uh, I have not seen it, but I know of it. Uh, it's excellent. I highly recommend. Highly recommend it. But um, it's 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 kind of tragic because between season two and three is when uh, Christina Applegate started having like a lot of health issues. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And she had breast cancer. Right. Uh, but like in season three, it, it's it's kind of like that where it becomes very apparent that um, she's having difficulty right. standing and you know really doing a lot. So like the the other actors have to do a lot more to try to mm -hmm. uh you know help her get through the scenes and it's just like so sad to see someone who's still so young and so talented uh and, like begin starting to have problems like that you know still yeah. trying to work i think they had to cut that series down quite a bit i think season three was not what they wanted to do mm -hmm. i think it was like oh we need to wrap this show up and uh figure out wow, all these really? loose ends yeah a great show highly recommend it um really really uh, phenomenal performances, great story. She um, she's one of those people that's just <clears throat> been famous and an actress in Hollywood my entire life. Yeah, and then I, I just we're probably very close in age, but I, she always seemed like like she was like Kelly on yeah. uh, on Married with Children, yep. and she always felt like a generation older than me, but. I don't think she's she is. Only like five years. I older. think she's probably five years older than me. And it's just been like it's weird. You, like you see those people, you just take for granted that they're always going to be around and always going to be mm -hmm. acting. Tom Cruise is another one. Yep. You know, I saw Risky Business in the theater when I was a kid, and it's like here I am at forty-eight, about to go see Tom Cruise in another movie. You just you hate to see age affect people that in your head are, I don't know, timeless. Like, timeless. Yeah. 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 Um. We're about 40 minutes, so I do want to talk about Fat Cats, but uh, I just want to get a quick take from you, Gus. Uh, so are you officially on strike um, as a, a SAG-AFTRA member, or how are you dealing with this? Can you be in this podcast? Yes. Yeah, podcasts podcasts are, fine. are fine, because we're not doing promotion for any uh, major studio uh, benefit. So we're not crossing the American, what is it, Television Producers Guild or whatever? Wait, yeah. Is Gus in the guild, or is Gustavo in the guild? 
<laughs> and and who, one, are we, who are we talking to? One uh -huh. way or another, I don't think it matters. Uh, -huh. <laughs> uh Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's real. It's a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you uh, when you know when that line's drawn, you gotta uh, you gotta abide by it. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. We're not crossing the picket line. Yeah, I, I I spent a lot of time looking into podcasts and how they fall and I've been uh, where I've they been are. looking into it as well to make sure that we're not. Getting into even any gray right. area, yeah, it is it, the, it. like SAG has been very clear about what you what you're able to do and what you're not. Yeah, yeah. And this is going to be the best comic by the time this is out. Comic Con's over. This is going to be the best Comic Con of all time. No one's there. It's going to be awesome. It's going to feel like the Comic Cons it of is your childhood. Summer of '98. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoked. I was talking to Sean from Mega Sixty Four, and he's like, "I'm so excited. I don't know what this is going to be." Everyone's pissed. It's just going to be people <laughs> selling comic books. Are they, it's dude, just it's going to be, be like the way it used to are be. Are the attendees going to show up even? They will, but it's not going to be the same numbers. Yeah. Guaranteed. Uh, producers will be there. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no one's showing up for producers to be. The studios will still show a sneak peek and all this stuff or whatever, but like no actors, no writers. No one. That's, the, I'm, so, I'm so excited. In I the can't past, wait. I've had to do, you know, for some of the different podcasts we do, I've had to do uh, ad reads for, you know, movies yeah. and whatnot. And I remember there was one in particular where it was like this ad read. It was like, I, I won't get into specifics. Uh -huh. There was this ad I, read that was like all producer names. Like, oh, I, oh, I remember. And I was like, what the fuck is, no one gives a shit yep. about this. Yep. No, one, no, one, I don't, no one knows any, I know about movies. I don't know any of these names. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's like the only people who care are the people whose names are in this list. Uh, it, when I was in film school, they told uh, one of the one of my professors told me the difference between somebody who works in movies, like in film, and somebody who watches movies is the person who works in movies knows who these producers are. Yeah. The yeah. person who watches movies does not know who these producers are. And I went, that's a great, that makes total sense. Networking and knowing who to work with and mm -hmm. all this stuff and going, Oh yeah, they were like the third producer listed on this title card on this thing. Super important if you work in it. If you are just a film watcher, you don't give a fuck. Get me through. Show stop showing me these these vanity cards. Let's go. Yeah, from the producers of Insidious means nothing to yeah. me. <laughs> I like when it's one of the producers from yes. one movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's from, not like a producer of Lost yep. and a producer of uh, <laughs> High School the Musical. It's the best. Yeah. It's so cool. Um Okay, we're officially on strike. So, let's talk about Fat Cats. Jeff, okay. Jeff, I felt like you had something to say about Fat Cats while we were in yeah, there. Yeah, you, you had your coffee uh, ice. Early, I softened. Early on, I was disappointed by the... This place is called Fat Cat. Fat Cat. And they have... Fat know, Cats. Fat Cats. Uh, fat That's Cat right. apostrophe S. Apparently. No, no, no. <laughs> no apostrophe. No, many, multiple cats. I saw the They're apostrophe all fat. S. No, no, on the window, there's no apostrophe. I'm telling no. you, on the board, there but was But on apostrophe. the board, there was, because I think that's a mistake. Uh... Anyway, so I was looking at all the cats, and I was disappointed mm -hmm. in the amount of cats that were actually fat. Yes. Like, if you're going to call yourself fat cat, I would think you would try to find comically fat pewter mm -hmm. cats and shit. Not very supple, like, supplying, uh, like, thin cats. Were you going to call yeah. them supple cats? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you take picture of the supple cats? It's a supp <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Jeff was reading his thesaurus this morning. <laughs> um, it is... In an area that I don't come to a lot, but I have been before, there's a board game bar at the end of this thing. Yeah. Uh, then Blackstar Co-op's on the other side. And it, you get your daiquiris to go here. Yeah, absolutely. And here, this is a bakery as well as a Jeez. coffee shop. What did you, Jeff did not get a snack. 
That, cool. That's some great audio texture. Uh, they also didn't get all the trash. A bunch of it just not even half. Um, most of. <laughs> um, it's all on the ground. Yep. There's so much trash. There's on so the much trash oh, on the ground. Right more now. falling. Gus and I both got snacks. I got a lemon blueberry scone. I got, got a Mexican chocolate cookie. What did you think of your cookie? It was very chewy. Okay. Um, uh, it was good. It had like a little bit of uh, spice to it, a little bit of heat, which, mm -hmm. uh, which I really like. It was it was a good cookie, just a little uh, a little chewier than I was expecting. Would you say it was a little caliente? <laughs> no. It was more precoso. It was, it was not, yeah, it was not temperature hot. Okay. Precoso. <laughs> um, precoso. Uh, the lemon scone was not very lemon. It had a lot of blueberries. I liked it a lot. I'm not a big scone guy, but mm. I wanted to try it. It was a soft scone. Typically, you get a scone, a scone that's like crumbly and like hard, and you just kind of yeah. go, eh. I'm this not, was a very good scone. I'm not a big scone guy either, but we mm -hmm. worked with a dude who loved scones. Do you remember that? Mushi. He would go Did to he? Central Market and get scones. I don't all remember the time. that about him. Oh, yeah. Huh. Really? Loved his scones. Um, I liked it a lot. I got the cold brew coffee. You got the iced Americano, iced Americano. and then you also got the cold brew coffee. Yes, I did. Uh, thoughts on the coffee? Anything in general? Uh, my coffee had what appears to be coffee ice cubes in it. Yes. Which I thought was clever. Yep. Uh, it was uh, okay. Like mm -hmm. a seven and a half. That now it's like a seven. Okay. 7.1. Mine had no ice. Maybe it did at the beginning, but it all like melted. There was not it enough did. ice. It did at the beginning. For Do you think it melted at the, the beginning in the hottest summer in the history of Texas? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm getting at is there should have been more ice in yeah. there. Um, it's also a, I don't know, a little burned, yeah. a little... Uh, that's, it's not my not cup, my preferred Not your cup coffee. of coffee? <laughs> no. Uh, I'd give maybe a six. I don't know. Six and a half? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I think seven is fine. Uh, yeah. It's it's cold. Like This is cold brew, but it's also... It's got too much of the... At the end, yeah, you're, that's exactly mm -hmm. right. I don't know what that is, but you're right; it has it. It has. Uh, it's not like, you know, like with like a red wine, it, it has like the tannins where it makes like your mouth dry and it makes yeah. you kind of go. It has some of that. It just didn't get rid of the right amount of. It was probably a darker roast coffee. It just has some of those like burn notes that yeah. just kind of hung out at the end, and now it's the aftertaste that you get on this coffee. It's just a little disappointing. Um, so like six, seven. Yeah. Like I, I think that's fair. Speaking of burn notes, did you ever uh -huh. watch that TV show Burn Notice? No. No. I did because mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know Ash from Evil Dead was in it, uh, and I loved it. I thought it was a great yeah. show. I tried to go back and rewatch it recently. Huh. Couldn't get through an episode. Yeah. Really? It's so weird how that happens. Yeah. Fifteen years ago, it was totally fine. Now. Yeah. Unwatchable. Uh, Todd Womack who used to be a producer here. Would tell me, "Burn Notice, the last great American spy show about burn notices." And I, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, a great description of burn notice. Um, so let's fat cats. I would recommend coming here and getting a little nibble. They also have a lot of kolaches. Yeah, they that, did. That yeah. were they had enchilada empanada. Yeah, they had a cheese enchilada or chicken enchilada empanada, mm. which we had a lot of fun saying. Yeah, me and <laughs> while you were in the bathroom, me and Jeff just kept looking at each other saying enchilada empanada. <laughs> they played over and over. They played good music. Mm, yeah, they had a we, we had a weird inception moment. Yeah, where in the last thing we recorded mm -hmm. was the RTX supplementals mm -hmm. and. Well, actually, it wasn't there. It was the, previous, the previous to that. One. You and I had yeah. a, we recorded a supplemental where we just did like a we just traded playlists mm -hmm. and and talked about music, and then two of the like one of the big moments of you and I agreeing about something. We just talked about the Strokes and then Vampire Weekend and how they were like a I don't know felt like a successor to the Strokes in some ways. Yeah, sort of bookending a little and, bit yeah. of a thing. Yeah, and and that scene in New York and uh, and then we came in here and they were playing a Stroke song off the album we were talking yep. about, and then they followed it up with a Vampire Weekend song off the album we were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was really crazy. It was weird. It maybe, was maybe it, they maybe they listen to your episode. Maybe. Yeah, they're big fans in here at Fat Cats. Um, people put together playlists based on what we talked about. Did you see that? 
We've oh, did they? We've retweeted. It's also on r slash uh, Anma Podcast. If you want to go check it out, r slash Ranma Ranma Podcast. Yeah, thank you. Um, the playlist that we talked about, like the music that we just talked about, somebody put it together in a playlist, and people were like, "This is insane." Right, because we didn't say you should listen to these songs back to back. Yeah, they, they, I don't think they were meant to go together. We're, here's what we're listening to. <laughs> here's the Pink Lincolns. Okay, here's Phone Boy. What the fuck? I'm enjoying Phone Boy. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh awesome. I've got like three songs on my playlist. It's, and I'm, yeah, it's a pretty good. They're a pretty cool band. Yeah. Um, but then I also shared my um, my yacht rock playlist, which mm, people nice. are very into, which is very very cool. But uh, we should get to an anarchy question. Okay. Because uh, that's what we're here for. Anarchy me anything. You can tweet at us your anarchy question at Anima Podcast or go to r slash Anima Podcast and leave. There's a weekly discussion. Leave your question there. That's where I pull from. Uh, day of. This is one I don't know if we're going to get an answer to. Oh. Great. But Good I'm question. curious. This is from Corbin21. Hi, Corbin. We just passed the 20th anniversary of the release of Star Wars Galaxies. Oh. Gus has mentioned it a couple of times in the podcast about how the gang played together. I wonder if Gus or Jeff have any specific memories or fun things they did in that game that stands out. I Thanks. It, was, it wasn't necessarily the whole gang. It was me and Jeff and... Was did it Dan, Dan play? I yeah, think Dan, Dan played. also played with us. Let's hold on a second. Wait, you don't like this? He's getting out. It's so loud. <laughs> Do we really have to wait? The, the guy left. He's not even in there anymore. It... <laughs> that truck lives there. It sounds like it's about to take off. What? <laughs> Should we be worried? He, like, took off running. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Wait, he really? He's... Is he coming back? Uh, it's shifted oh, into a lower sound. It got quieter. I don't uh -huh. know how it did that. There's nobody in there. Okay. Um, I think for Do you us, think he was running away because he thought it was going to blow? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> I think playing Galaxies was interesting because it was, like, at a time, it was like the first time you could really explore like the Star Wars universe yourself. Yes. And I think the thing we always did and the thing we were always keen about was trying to find locations from the movie and see them like and walk around in them. Yeah, to play the game the right way was to sit in a cave with 300 other people and wait for holocrons to spawn. No, you'd wait for like a rancor or something. Right, a rancor to try to kill it, to get a holocron or whatever. And that was worthless. And so Gus and I, it was when you were living in Puerto Rico mostly, yeah. that's that how we hung out a lot. We would just walk the deserts of Tatooine looking for like Obi-Wan's house and looking for uh, like the rancor pit and stuff like that. And uh, I had, like pit. Starlight Pit, sorry. I had so much fun doing that with you. Yeah, that was great. Just like, because like, it was, it was like just walking around. You'd be like, all right, we're gonna walk for twenty minutes in this direction. And it's just like shooting the shit, talking, while you. And then you're like, oh, that's that there. big ship that the Jawas operate, where they stole R two D two. Holy yeah. shit! It's just out here in the middle of the <laughs> desert. Uh huh. That was cool. Yeah, I think it was just sightseeing. It was like yeah, sight tourism. Yeah, it was yeah. fun from a tourism standpoint. Oh, that's fun. That's a great way. That's kind of like a really good way to put that. Yeah. Uh. What year did that game came out? Twenty years ago. Oh three. So that was 02 really. Maybe? Oh three. Yeah. Mm. 03. So that was really before we were getting an abundance of Star Wars in a way where you are you can quickly become sick of it. Right. Um. That was the first thing where it's like, holy shit, you're going to the worlds. This is fucking awesome. I remember that. Yeah. It was. It was really really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, we were super psyched for that game when it came out. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I play, we played quite a bit of it. Boy, they. The current. 
I guess, media landscape, the, the way the world works now with streaming and the explosion of content, of which we are a part of, obviously, has really changed anticipation, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, have you anticipated a Star Wars anything since Episode One came out and we stood in line? No. I haven't either. I guess not, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't either. And now it's like, if even if I wanted to, which I do not... I wouldn't be able to keep up. Well, even though you'd be watching a Star Wars thing or a Marvel thing every day of your yeah. life just to just to maintain your. Well, even the way you consume is different now. Like yeah. now you can buy tickets online, you can stream shit at home pretty quickly after release. Like it's not, oh my god, I have to go wait in line at the theater to get a ticket to or see this watch thing. an illegal handy cam yeah. version of <laughs> Death Blow. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, but that's something that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, no, people no, filming filming from their seat in the movie theater it's and then putting like, up. I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. The only time I see it now is when people are making memes or making fun of that thing. Yeah. When Spider Man, they're like, "Oh, look, here's like a leak of spy like the newest Spider Man that had come out with, like weeks before it came out, and it was somebody handy cam filming uh-huh. the screen, <laughs> and then they photoshopped." <laughs> they just edited in Tobey Maguire, and he just is looking. It's he's dead middle of the screen, and it's his face, and he goes, "I'm Spider Man." <laughs> the funniest fucking thing in the world. It's great. That's a that's a moment that's lost, right? Like yeah. we'll never have that again. And like like if you were to go back and watch that Seinfeld episode, the Death Blow episode I mm-hmm. referenced, and you watch like Kramer getting going crazy with the handicap, trying to have multi cam shoot inside yep. the movie theater, you'd be like, "What are they even talking?" Yeah. If you, like a Gen Zer, be like, "What the fuck are they even yeah. talking Can't, about?" Like, I assume you don't walk down the streets in New York anymore, and there's not like just a table with bootlegs. Oh, I bet. I bet there still are. I bet there are, but I bet they're higher quality oh, right. than yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not like a handy because camp. everything's. Yeah. I mean, they're all de- they're all delivered digitally. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not like here's the real to real film, unless you're seeing you know a seventy millimeter print of something, but that's so rare. Yeah. Everything's digital, so it's way easier to just pirate take, put online, and then you go, hey, "Just watch it at my house." Yeah. Oh well. I mean, that is, it's the way that it is. Let's wrap this up. All right. What? Okay, fine. Well, uh, thanks for listening. We're back for another season. Eight incredible episodes. Now down to six incredible episodes. Because <laughs> this is the second where, one. Where will we go next? I don't know. Hopefully, Keep them guessing. Hopefully we have a guest. We'll see. Um, you can follow us at Anima Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. You go to r slash Anima Podcast. Ask us the anarchy questions. Let us know what you want us to discuss. Always hit it in the last few minutes. It's always good. Always fun to discuss what you guys are throwing out there uh keeps you listening Mm -hmm. that's right engagement baby uh you can see photos from this episode you can see photos from every previous episode you see a fat cat you can see the fat cats um gus jeff thank you very much any final thoughts last words they need to have a cat in there 100 percent. yeah well then it becomes a cat cafe but i guess it's called i guess they're they're leaning into that they should go all the way they need supple cats inside of this establishment Mm. now I agree